This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 94. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, VegZeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. Well, spring is finally here. Yay. And it's time to get those gardens in shape for a new growing season. I know we have. Uh, Larissa's very excited right now about the state of our garden. It's actually looking pretty darn good out there. I'm very excited that I haven't killed anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> My seedlings didn't you go so well. Little wins. Yeah, they got take a little, little wins. They got a little okay. leggy, but you know. <laughs> uh, I still don't know what that means. But okay, in this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast. I just like saying leggy. Yeah, I think you do. We're going to be talking about composting, what it is, and what you can compost and what you can't. So you can't compost everything. You don't want to compost everything, Mm -hmm. I would say. Uh, And then the different methods of composting, right? And Mm -hmm. how you can use your composted materials to help you have an awesome spring garden. Cool. Okay. But first, we have a new rating. All right. We have a couple, right? We do. We have have two. We have one and then we have a second one because it's just short. So I just put it all in there. All right. right, So the first one is from the U.S. They're both from the the States. First one was uh, from February 13th from Miss Twiggy. Miss Dot Twiggy. And uh, who says vegetastic? I love Ooh, it. I like you, that word. I, I know. like when you create words out of like vegetable. Yeah, <laughs> we've had several people tell us they like that we use the word veg curious. I don't think we coined that. I no. I don't know that we made that up, but it's still a cool. Well, and word. I like so veggieversary. Veg-tastic. Yeah, veggieversary. Veg-tastic. Cool. All right. So, Miss Twiggy says, "I love this podcast. Vicky and Larissa are two of the most lovely aw, Zen women you will ever listen to. They inspire me to try more vegan options, but not to beat myself up over not being a hardcore vegan. They advocate compassion towards animals, yourself, and others. Keep up the great job." Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. That that I really love that she said about compassion toward yourself because mm-hmm. we're all about that. Yes. Forgive yourself. Pick a, like I did not have a good day yesterday with my <laughs> happy hour team building activity where I didn't I ate some things I wouldn't have wanted to eat but just we've been doing a lot better with Larissa's down 10 pounds mm-hmm. and I am down 9 pounds. Yay. Yay. And uh but yesterday was kind of a little bit of a slip up but Again, don't beat yourself up. Just start again today and do the best you can. Exactly. All so right. Thank you for that uh, review, yes. Miss Twiggy. And then the second review is uh, was from February 16th from Steve Leno, who said, awesome. And he says, you guys rock. Such diversity, care, and knowledge of the topic at hand. Cool. So, thank thank you. you. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate that. All right. So I think we have a news article to share here. Yes. Okay, so just a really quick little update here that the Vegan Beer and Food Festival has returned to Los Angeles. That is cool. I know we have some things local, typically around for us, around the Austin area. There, It's more... I think there's like a vegan fest up there too coming up this year. There is. And actually, I just bought tickets yesterday for us to go to the Vegan Bazaar that's on... Uh, 
what is it, May 15th, I think, or mm-hmm. it's sometime. Anyway, uh, it's there's a vegan conference that's that weekend, and we're not attending the entire conference, but on that Friday, they have a bazaar that is uh, just vegan, like vendors, Earth Balance, and Vegan Cuts, and you know, just different food trucks and everything. So we're going to drive up there for that. Okay, this one, though, I don't think we're going to. This one's on, no. May, this one's on May 16th, but if you're in California or around that area, that you might want to take note of this, that... It is. It looks like it's returning to the Rose Bowl on May 16th, and it features a hundred over a hundred artisan beers, uh, delicious veggie food, local restaurants, vendors, live music. That sounds extremely awesome. Yeah. And uh, so if you're in that area, you might want to check it out. Again, the date is May 16th. Right. Yeah. And if it was closer, that's something that we would totally go to. We are all about going to the vegan veggie places supporting it and of course mm-hmm. there's something in it for us too right right exactly <laughs> okay so i think we're ready to dive into our main topic okay so well, first we'll start um off with just explaining what composting is and it's basically just taking organic materials that you would otherwise throw out and um letting them decompose and then using that decomposed material as um, a supplement or a fertilizer for your garden and it's there's so many benefits of this, but I got I got to tell a funny story. Can I tell a funny story? Tell a funny story. All right, it's at my expense, kind of. So, but you know, <laughs> they usually are, right? Um, no, I we we were going over the outline this morning and uh, the outline for this episode before we recorded, and uh, we started talking about this, and and Vicky looked at me, and I was I was talking about like the benefits, and then you know with my little garden out there, and and um, she looked at me, I didn't say a word, and she looked at me, she said, "You want a composter, don't you?" I, was like, ah. <laughs> I already knew I could tell. Her eyes were all lit up when she was talking about it, and I was just watching her, and I said, "You want one, don't you?" I told her, I said, <laughs> I said rats i said i was gonna wait until after we had done this whole episode and then like like so you could hear how awesome this is and everything and then i was gonna pitch it to you but you beat me to it so darn it i can already tell i know like, she's so funny you know not me. to mention like when we go to places where you see these composting bins you're always like kind of eyeing like, them oh look yeah, at this I know. Hun. you're uh, over wandering yeah. over here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's dive into some of those benefits of composting. So first of all, composting can help enrich the soil, mm-hmm. all right? It helps by the soil to retain water, which is great, and it suppresses plant diseases and pests. Now, this is important because there are some studies that have shown that gardens and, and uh, plants that have been composted can uh, actually help to stave off some of the diseases that other plants and uh, that have not been composted can be susceptible to. That's really cool. And I think it's uh, one of the reasons is because I think what we read was that it introduces good uh, like organisms. Yeah, into it's like that boosting its and, immune yeah, system. Exactly. Is essentially what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then that can lead to um, higher crop yields, right? Right. And it also helps to clean contaminated soil by absorbing and neutralizing some contaminants and preventing them from affecting new crops. So that's also very beneficial in that sense as well. Isn't that amazing how that just just that can do that? Nature never ceases to amaze I me. I mean, it's just amazing when you let when we interfere is usually when there's trouble. Exactly. So humans need to sit down and shut up. Yeah, exactly. So something else that uh, composting is good for is it helps to recycle. So it reduces the waste that's going to landfills. And, you know, this waste is 
as we'll see when we talk about things that you can compost, you know, just everything from just uh, vegetable food scraps to newspapers that you might recycle or that oftentimes get thrown in the trash, right, instead of the recycling, um, other paper items that will break down, things like that. So it can really help reduce what goes into the landfills. Next, let's talk about this concept of cover crops. I'll let you, you explained it so well earlier. I said, um, you, you explain that. Well, I've already explained it, so I don't know if I can repeat it, but no, we'll see. <laughs> um, all right. So no, cover crops are, it's really cool. It's Things like rye, oats, um, other things like that, that are planted in fields or in gardens during the off season. So when you're not growing your plants that you're actually going to eat, they're planted, these things are planted in the same soil that you grow in. And then before you plant your next season's garden, you harvest these crops directly into the soil. So it's basically just going over and tilling the soil and turning under all those uh the crops, the rye or oats or whatever that's been growing there, mowing it down and then working that into the soil. And what that does is it helps to prevent soil erosion that can happen when you have runoff from spring rains or fall rains, depending on what season you're planting in, uh, because you already have those roots, those established roots from those plants that you've been growing uh, in the in the off season. And so they help to hold the soil there when rainwater is washing, you know, washing through your garden or f- through your yeah, field. Yeah, see, you explained that better than I could have ever explained <laughs> that. <laughs> All right. Well, well, and then hence the name cover crops, right? Exactly. Because they kind of help. Um, to establish that right that uh, solid foundation exactly okay uh and then composting also provides natural organic food for growing plants so there's no need for chemicals which is something we all love it when i say we the people who listen to this podcast typically are very concerned with that type of stuff introducing that type of stuff to their home environment or the foods that they eat so that's another awesome benefit and then um, as we talked about earlier it increases crop fields primarily because it helps to enrich the soil and help stave off disease Mm-hmm. Exactly. All, All right. right. So let's talk about the types of compost, uh, compostable materials. All right. Well, there's basically two types um, and they're called greens and browns. And that's not exactly referring to color, although, I mean, kind of, you can think about it that way. Um, so greens are things that are rich in nitrogen they have a higher moisture content and they decompose more quickly. So some examples of that are um, vegetable scraps, grass clippings, garden debris, so like uh, deadheaded flowers and weeds, old plants, that kind of thing. Also coffee grounds, eggshells, and animal manure. Those okay. things are, consi- are considered green right. with respect to the type of composting. Right. And then uh, the second type is browns which are rich in carbon. So greens, nitrogen, browns, carbon. They have a lower moisture content and decompose more slowly. Yeah, and some examples of that would be fall leaves, straw, shredded newspaper, empty toilet paper, like the rolls, the, we call those... This the the toilet paper rolls. Toilet rolls, yeah. <laughs> uh, twigs, small branches, and sawdust. I would call that my... Your... Yeah, when I was a kid, I used to call... What the heck is that? <laughs> rolls. Because I the little rolls that the paper towels. So when my mom would run out of paper towels, I wanted that oh, little roll because I would I go. Get it. <laughs> You're such a dork. 
<laughs> I'm never going to be able to look at one of those empty rolls again without going. Doo-doo, doo-doo. I just remembered that when I was like, what would you call it? And the first thing that popped into my head was. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. So now when I go in the bathroom and there's no paper on there, I'm going to say, Vicky, you left a do do do. There's a do do here. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. That's funny. All right. So, so see, I learned something new about you, you every single day. <laughs> I totally forgot that little <laughs> fact about myself. All right. Uh, let's talk about what not to compost. Because not everything is, how would you say, com- how do you... Compostable. Go- compostable. Okay. Yeah. Not everything. You don't want everything in there. Right? No. For no. some reasons, because it's just not, doesn't uh, break down very well. And other reasons that you just don't want it in there. No. Well, <laughs> and, and things like meat yeah. or bones, anything that is animal related, except for manure, um, but anything, meat, bones, dairy products, anything like that. And the reason is that those things produce bacteria when they decompose bacteria that is harmful to us. Uh, You know, when vegetables and plant matter decompose, they, yeah, they break down and they kind of get stinky sometimes. And, but it's not the same harmful bacteria. So, I mean, if you think about it, you know, if you have meat that's in your refrigerator, that is four weeks old, you know, you're not going to want to eat that. Unless you're a vulture, that's harmful to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you don't want to put things like that out that are going to decompose. Okay. Uh, let's see. Anything else we need to be concerned with? Just that, I guess that's a good rule of thumb, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything that you wouldn't eat if it was past its date, you don't want to put it out. Your shoe. You know. Your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, I guess technically I'm that's tired. what I just said is not true because, you know, produce has a shelf life too. I mean, once you have spinach in the refrigerator for a while and it starts to get slimy and stuff, you don't want to eat that. But you can still put that in the compost as long as it's not moldy. Yeah. You know, okay. so I mean, there, there's a variation on that. Okay. But, um, let's All just right. stick with animal. All stuff. right. Uh, okay. Are we ready to talk about how to compost? Yeah. Okay. So we've got this three is your, this is methods. where you got all excited. Mm. And I was like, I already know. I already know it's brewing. She's, <laughs> she's figuring out how to get that barrel. Brewing. No pun intended. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm figuring out how to get it out there. <laughs> You're going to come home one day and there's going to be like this composter. What's that, honey? Nothing. Nothing. You're going to hide it with a big plant or something. <laughs> I bought some new big plants. So I go back there. <laughs> I'm, out the, I'm out there all standing in front of it. <laughs> okay, let's talk about okay. the methods. All right. So method number one is the pile method. And no compost pile for us. No, no, thank no you. No worries. <laughs> Although I think our neighbors are starting a compost pile in front of their yard. No, that's just trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you talking about the people down the yes, road that I called uh, yes, the homeowners yes. association? It's nasty. Well, it really it's one is. Of those... And we're not one of those neighbors that are like picky about everything, but this is truly... Well, no, it's one of those bagster dumpsters and it's been out in front of their yeah. house at least six months and it's got like... It's attracting things. Yeah, I think. gross. So, okay. Anyway, but we digress. Uh, so the pile method for composting this is basically putting your composted composting materials in a big pile uh you want to start a pile if you're going to have a pile you want to start what are you laughing at you're over there smirking no (laughs) (laughs) i'm smiling i'm happy to be recording okay good uh so you want to start a compost pile on bare earth and so you don't want to don't put a tarp down don't put anything like that uh you want it on bare earth because that's going to allow worms that are in in the ground and other organisms, other bugs to climb up in there from the soil 
and then that will aerate your compost and they'll help to turn it because, you know, you have to turn compost as it's, as it's decomposing and that'll help to turn it. And, and, um, then when your compost is done and you're ready to use it, then you're going to transport some of those organisms to your garden and that will help to, you know, turn your garden and everything too. So what you want to do then is start on bare earth, lay a layer of twigs or straw first a couple inches deep and this will help with drainage and then also help to aerate because you need oxygen to get into this pile to help with the decomposition yeah and you also need to make sure that it's that you have the materials alternating between moist and dry that will also help moist materials are like food scraps tea bags seaweed things like that so greens right yeah pretty much greens and then uh, dry materials mean like the straw the leaves sawdust pellets woods wood ashes so that kind of sounds like our green brown mm-hmm. thing right there all right all right and if you use wood ashes you want to sprinkle in thin layers or they'll clump together so you just want to make sure to m- break those up mm-hmm. right um then once you've got some layers you want to be make make sure that you're adding some sort of manure in there and now there are two types of manure there's animal manure which you know would be chicken uh, manure or cow if you have dairy cows or you know if you do that uh but there's also green manure and green manure is considered things like clover or buckwheat or wheatgrass or grass clippings so don't worry that's a nitrogen source right right don't worry if you don't um have chickens or something you don't have to go and find a chicken farm and get <laughs> get you know buckets of manure um just use your grass clippings or, or things like that and what that does is it activates the compost pile and then helps to speed the process of decomposition yeah another way you can keep your compost pile moist is by watering it mm-hmm. so you can either water it or you can uh, let the rainwater help you out there mm-hmm. as well yeah it, but you do want to keep it covered uh, at least loosely with something because you don't want to get it over wet Mm -hmm. and then you also need something over top of it to retain the heat and the moisture because that the heat is what moist heat is what helps speed that decomposition um then you also need to turn it i think i mentioned that the earthworms will help you with this but you know unless you've got like a whole pile full of earthworms you're going to need to help that along by turning it with a pitchfork um every few uh weeks okay just to kind of keep the keep it aerated and and keep everything decomposing nicely. All right. Anything else we need to talk about with that first method? Uh, well, once it, you you've got your compost pile established and you've started turning it, just add your new materials whenever you have things to add to it. Just mix them in with a fork, uh, a pitchfork, or, or or a dinner fork. Uh, <laughs> That'll take you a while. Yeah. Mix them in or just turn it, you know, and put them on top and then just flip it over and and, uh, you don't have to do layers. All right, let's move into method two, which is the bin method. Okay. And that's really just kind of like a big barrel, right? A barrel or like a a box with sides. And uh, then you some of the bins will have that you can buy ready made, you can make your own, you know, just make a box and, and then you can make a lid that will hinge, you know, to go over top of it to to keep it covered. the same thing goes for the bin as goes for the pile. You want the bottom to be open. So you want your materials that you're composting to actually sit on bare earth. So basically your bin will be enclosed on the sides and then on the top. The thing about bins is it's harder to turn materials in there. 
And now if you if you have a barrel, if you're doing it in a barrel, uh, I've read that you can just like turn the barrel on its side and roll it around. But that seems to be an awfully big pain. Well, it sure does because the bottom's open, right? So yeah, you're yeah. going to have to like. You turn it over, but yeah, then you're going to have to sure scoop everything works. in there or something. I <laughs> don't know. Sure. I'm not sure how that works. It doesn't seem practical, at least in our particular area. Yeah. I guess if we had yeah. bigger land or something. Right. But I mean, it's me. very easy to build a bin. You can uh, build it just out of plywood or, or regular wood and then put a cover on the top. Um, and it's good because you can build whatever size you need, right? Uh, or you can also buy bins that are already pre-made structures you just plop on the ground. And these are good for places where piles are not practical. So like housing developments um, in the city or, or whatever. Uh, I don't think you could have one in an apartment. But, <laughs> but Yeah, no, that doesn't seem... But you brought up a good point earlier that I hadn't thought of. And that's with the Homeowners Association. Yeah, I don't know that they're going to dig much of this stuff to say the truth <laughs> yeah well and i if you have a strict hoa i would just maybe look um on their website laws, and yeah. yeah check or you know just if you don't want to ask because you're afraid they'll tell you no then make it small and unobtrusive well and that kind of goes into our third method mm -hmm, here exactly. so are we ready to switch into that yeah and then okay. we're gonna go buy one right uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh she's okay. rolling her eyes yeah all okay. right so all right. Um, these are really the, the tumbler method, as we just uh, mentioned is, is the most efficient, it's most efficient in closed bin composting method. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And it speeds up with the composting process because it's all kind of closed in. Now this one though, isn't touching the ground. No, these bins, these are, I say bins, but mm -hmm. these are actual, um, you buy, you, you buy a tumbler essentially. And what it is, is it's kind of like a big barrel that's in a frame mm -hmm. and then you it's got a handle or something that you can rotate it so the the barrel rotates okay so see that sounds more practical mm -hmm. to me because then you don't have to be you know shoveling mm -hmm. pitchforking anything like that and the other thing i'd like about this if we were to have this in our backyard and i can already <laughs> tell she's getting all excited <laughs> but if we were to have something like this that it it's not easily accessed by you know like mice rat rodents raccoons dogs or mm -hmm. anything else that's gonna come snooping around mm -hmm. and it's probably easier to like hide <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you can so get different sizes there, yeah yeah you can get different sizes you can put it in a corner um and then it's completely closed so well you know besides aeration place for aeration but um it minimizes, helps to minimize any smell from the Well, see, those would be my two main concerns. Mm -hmm. It would be the attracting of, you know, because we have Molly and I don't mm -hmm. want things like snakes or mm -hmm. anything that would be attracted to that in the backyard. And then the smell. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, with the with the tumblers, it's got a, a lid that comes down and closes. So the that's kept to a minimum and then uh, so this is good for residential areas for you know places where you only have a small space and again you can get different size tumblers um, and then it you can use it year round because it's closed so the internal temperature stays pretty pretty toasty so okay. that helps with composting Especially here, here I can imagine oh my god <laughs> oh, that's gonna get pretty hot yeah, pretty, put something in fast. there and it's composted in six hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah and about July or August that no would kidding. definitely happen yeah. all right let's talk about how to use composted materials okay so several things you can do with these 
goodies. Uh, you can use compost as a soil amendment. And well, now for any of these, you really want to use only finished compost. And by finished, we mean when it's completely broken down, uh, you know, and you can, you can check your compost and when you, when you turn it and you don't see like big pieces of, of cardboard from your, from your do-do-do's or, um, <laughs> that's so funny. It cracks me up. Oh, I'm going to be laughing about that all day. Uh, when you don't see like pieces of cardboard or like chunks of zucchini or things like that, you know, when it's all evenly blended and it's got more of the consistency of soil, then it's ready to use. And so when you're using this as a soil amendment or as any of the other things we're going to talk about, make sure that you're using finished compost. All right. Now for this next uh, way to use compost is mulch, right? Right. Now, well, go- now that could be finished or unfinished. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but going back to the soil amendment for a uh-huh. second, um, we, where you, when you want to apply it is before you plant your crops. Oh, got and it. just work okay. it into work it into your soil before you plant, and that's going to help uh, give extra nutrients to the roots as and your seeds as they're growing. That makes sense, right? And so then, it's all mixed in there. Yes, getting all yeah. the benefit of that. Yeah, yeah. So one to three inches um, on the surface, and then work it in uh, like three to four inches deep. All right. Yeah. Okay. So now going back to the mulch, uh, that's what we were talking about. Now this one, you don't want to incorporate it into the soil. You're just going to lay that um, about three to four inches thick on top of the soil. Mm -hmm. And you're going to keep the mulch two to three inches away from the plant stems. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the the nutrients there, the idea there is the nutrients are going to filter into the soil without robbing the nitrogen from the root zone. That's why you want to do that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then, yeah, as you water, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then the third way is the way that I use compost now. And since I don't make my own compost because I don't have a tumbler, um, I buy organic compost. She's like ignoring me now. She's like totally ignoring me. What? I didn't hear you. What? Tumbler? <laughs> Actually, I was watching Jake and Sam and a spirited game of tag going on over here. Um, but the way I use it is I buy organic compost and then use it as a potting soil for my containers because we don't plant in our yard here. It's all clay and it's, it's just, it would be very hard soil. So, um, I use it in my containers as a potting soil. And what I do is I mix organic compost with, um, reconstituted coconut fiber and, um, then kind of mix that and use that in the and Molly is all over that, our dog. We oh. have to keep her away from there because she would try to eat the compost. Oh, yeah. She loves the compost. I, whenever I put new, whenever I like freshen the pots or plant new things in new pots, I have to create, I bought this, um, the green plastic coated wire um, in, it comes in a big roll and I have to cut uh, and bend it to make She makes a little cages. fence around them. Yeah, yes, around Molly my Molly will try to eat it. Because Molly will stick her face in there and come in with a <laughs> mouthful of compost. A little turkey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Where, where were we? Uh, okay, and then there's uh, one more, and that is to make tea. And this grossed me out when she first <laughs> told me this, but this is not people drinking tea no we're talking about plant tea here yes so it's not you know it's not going to taste good even if you put sugar and lemon in it don't I made drink a face it when she showed me that i was like what and yeah she said no it's not for people it's for plants yes but uh no so compost tea it's it's a method of using the compost nutrients for indoor plants or potted plants where you don't have room to add like additional soil uh, or you can also spray it on on leaves 
And so what you do to make this just just basically is um, you want to take a woven bag or a, a natural fiber. So like burlap or something like that, that's a natural fiber um, and fill it with finished compost and then place that in a, like a barrel or a bucket of water, let it sit for an hour, then just remove the bag and use that liquid, the, the water that it was sitting in to water your plants. Yeah, if I was a plant, I would love that. It sounds very nutritious for plants. I mean, mm-hmm. because it's we were just talking about all the benefits of yeah. the compost, and then you're putting that and, yeah, and using like, that, making tea out of it to water them. It's yeah, like when we awesome. drink a green juice, right? Right. That's kind of like their equivalent. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. So it's really easy to do. And then you can take the contents from the bag and then just empty it. If you have a garden, you know, you can just empty it in there and kind of mix it in. All right. Well, I think that does it for our main topic today. And hopefully you guys are now a little bit more enlightened about the uh, what composting is. Quite honestly, for the longest time, I, didn't, I had an idea of what it was. But of course, this is one of the benefits of us doing this podcast for our, ourselves uh, as well, is that we learn more about this. So I was really happy to learn more about it. Yeah, I learned a, a lot. more open to <laughs> what Larissa has in store here. <laughs> inevitably it's gonna and she happen. usually cringes when i go to the like there's like, some experiment always or... going on in our house uh, <laughs> we were just laughing about that the other day i found like half a lemon on our on our counter and i was like i was about to put it away and then i thought well, is she doing something with this i don't know what she's doing and so i had to ask no i just forgot to put it away <laughs> she I'm said hesitant. i never know i never know what's going on like if she's doing some sort of experiment so <laughs> I feel like in, like a mad scientist now. <laughs> well, there's things growing and I don't know. Half the time my hair looks little, like a mad like, scientist. Little, so. Those little egg thing, those <laughs> leggy things you were talking about earlier. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Let's move into the recipe of the week. All right. So recipe, uh, again, just like our compost tea, these are not not recipes that you want to eat. Um, but I thought I would put out there a couple of compost recipes. And when I say recipes, there are certain ratios, you know, that that are suggested to use as far as um, how much green material, how much brown material, how, you know, um, and then how long to let it sit and when to turn it. So I found a couple of easy compost recipes. Um, I'll put those out on on the uh, show notes. All right, and let's move into our quote of the week. So the quote of the week is compost, because a rind is a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so punny. I think it's kind of anonymous, right? Mm, I yeah, know. We had I, don't know. That, I don't know. I don't know. It's where funny. I found it. it's okay. Funny. So let's talk about if you do compost right now, and let us know what your experience has been with this, what success you've uh, encountered, and maybe some blunders you've made if you've made any. So that way. Um, we can share it with others and that can help them avoid some of that as well. Yeah. So give me some tips for my new Tumblr. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So head out to the show notes where you'll find links to the uh, articles that we used as uh, the basis for our research and what we communicated here to you today. And uh, let us know what your experience was with or is as if you're doing this. So you see how her resistance is just slowly fading. A... <laughs> the, I just keep saying it. It's just repetition. You just keep repeating it. And then, and then by the time I go to actually buy one, she's like, Oh yeah. Aren't we supposed to buy a tumbler? <laughs> she's probably whispering in this in my ear as I'm asleep. <laughs> you want a composter. <laughs> I'm evil. <laughs> okay. Right. So if you dig this show, 
Get no it? pun intended. Get it? Well, well, maybe a little bit of pun intended. Okay, but if you're digging this show and you want to help support us, there's a couple of ways you can do that. First of all, we're always appreciative of the iTunes ratings that we receive, and we read all of our five-star ratings on the show. So please head out there if you haven't done that because that helps people find us. Yesterday, last night, we were still on the What's Hot in the in iTunes on in the their food first section. Page, first yeah. page, which is awesome because when people open up iTunes, they go to the food section and they see our podcast up there that really helps us so we greatly appreciate that so that's something you can do to help support us the other thing is is uh we on our website we have a few links out to things that we recommend products that we recommend and you'll see some things off on the right hand side now what you should know about those things are these are things that we recommend or use ourselves so we don't like to put things out there we take your trust in us very seriously and we don't like to put things out. in fact we've removed some things as we found out uh you know if we find out new information like for example i think we had some product out there that got bought by another company that was supporting non-labeling yeah Uh, yeah it was like annie's it was annie's yeah yeah we stopped stopped supporting annie's homegrown products because they were bought by general mills and general mills doesn't support labeling of gmos and that's not something we believe in so and we know that's important to a lot of our listeners so we removed it we have no problem doing that and we only put things out there that we believe in so uh my point was is there's things on the when you see ads on our on our site or you um or, or products in our Amazon store, those are affiliate links. So it means that these companies will kick us back a couple of bucks, no extra charge to you at all when you purchase one of these, but they give us back some, a couple of bucks just for, um, for using them and promoting them to our audience. But, uh, my point is, is that one way you can support the show is to support our sponsors and not really our sponsors, you know, our affiliate links, the people that we have relationships with. By shopping with. through the ads on our site. Right, right. Thank <laughs> or you. Or in our Amazon See, store. She, she's the one that can shut me up and she can, <laughs> she can summarize what I'm, she knows I'm thinking already like in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, uh, I think that does it for our show for today. All right. Well, this was a fun one. I like this one. Yeah, this was really good. And I'm just getting used to the idea of a composter in my backyard now. So, <laughs> All right. With that, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.